This episode of the Same Game Multi Podcast is brought to you by the fantastic team at the White Bull Hotel Armadale. Situated halfway between Sydney and Brisbane in the picturesque New England region, it's a perfect destination for the hungry traveller, serving delicious meals for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Be sure to check out the fantastic weekly specials in the drive through bottle shop. For more information, check out the website at whitebull.net.au. The views and opinion of the following podcast are general in nature and are not a guaranteed outcome. All personal research should be conducted prior to betting of any monies. All prices are correct at the time of recording. Please gamble responsibly. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, it's time once again to sit back, relax and enjoy the greatest rugby league podcast in the world, the Same Game Multi-Podcast. And if you ain't down with that, we got two words for you. Suck it! The regular season is done and dusted. We have our top eight that will decide the premiership this year. Uh, what we're going to do this episode is we're going to touch on our top eight from the start of the year, see how the boys fared. Uh, also look forward to week one of the finals, see if we can find a bit of value in the market for your punters out there. So stay on side because we're about to kick off. <coughs> Weather's warmed up, boys. Uh, birds are chirping and the flowers out. only means one thing. Yeah, change hey, fever season. season. <laughs> <laughs> so fucking swimming magpies. So get on down to your local chemist warehouse, get into the Zyrtec and uh, you should be right. So if chemist warehouse or Zyrtec are out there listening, uh, call in, get a sponsorship deal done. Uh, means finals footy, boys. Yep, keen. Rocking and rolling, limousine riding, jet flying. Business, it's time to go. Business go. end of the season. This is where the real season starts. Last 25 rounds have just been a bit of filler. So got a few cracking games this week which we'll touch on uh, shortly. But let's get into last week's game, boys, and uh, any multis? No. Yeah, it was... Um, That's a collective. Womp, womp, womp. Yeah, that was, uh, it was a very difficult round, actually. Um, even footy tipping. I struggled in the footy tipping. I was um, not within a bull's roar. I was in the, in the six for about... 18 rounds, and then I fell out, but um, I even tried to tip a little upset, so I did get the doggies, but I tipped them for an upset, um, but apart from that, just a big juicy shit sandwich. I wonder what uh, the pick the score would have been on that, remember the old oh, school pick the score? I actually seen, there was a, one of the betting companies put something on, on uh, Facebook, someone had, was it the... Two sides to nil. It was Titans. Yeah, I saw it was that. Titans, Titans to nil. And the dogs. And the dogs to nil turned $1 into 14000 Yes, yes. And it wasn't me. I might be putting that on this weekend, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Going up on the back of it. Doable. I was the same as you, but I went the dogs and the tips too. They're finally coming through, and they played some good footy as well. We'll touch on that a little bit later. I did get my sure thing up. I had uh, Panthers 19 plus, Matt Burton any time, into Manly 13 plus, Turbo any time. That was paying $4.00. Very, very unlucky. I had another four games missed out by one leg. Uh, missed out on the Roosters game. Josh Morris let me down. Uh, Iramina and Justice from Melbourne let me down. Uh, in the in the Melbourne game there, I was, I was hoping that one would come through too. That was paying nearly $30. In the Manly game, um, Parker, who was the only leg that failed out of the five, and that was paying $28 as well. And then Jack Bird uh, didn't feature over, over the white line, and that cost me another nineteen to one. So oh, it was a little bit, little bit dirty on the weekend, but so close yet so far away. 
Well, I had the uh, couple of side bets too over the weekend. I had an 11-legger in the uh, European qualifiers in the World Cup. Uh, missed by one leg in the 11. Uh, I had a 10 on the uh, weekend. Um, it missed by one leg. Then I had a four anytime try score over, over four different games and it missed by one leg. So I couldn't even get a side bet. That was like my, our uh, bet with mates, uh, one that I put on there. How does a dollar twenty two-time world dart champion lose in, in, in a race to first to six? See you later. Got me mate. beat. Anyway, thanks for coming. <laughs> That's punting. That's it. <laughs> Betting against himself, I reckon. Could have been. Uh, he could have given us the head up, heads up. Uh, let's jump into our player of the round, boys. I'll kick us off. Uh, for me, it was Brian Toto got the hat trick across the, for the Penny Panthers there. He's such an excitable player. I really love to watch him play. Uh, never complains. You know, he gets bashed around and always gets up with a smile on his face. But did you see that try where he, he – I don't know if you saw it. He scored. I think he set up where he, he's run down the sideline and just ducked under the, the defence and kept on going. Fantastic. Love well, it. it was Parramatta's left edge, so it wouldn't have been hard. No, <laughs> that's true. That's true. Uh, what about you boys? Mate, um, Turbo's not uh, featured this week. He did have a good game, though, but um, – I've got two players that didn't quite get in there, that they were close. Uh, Adam Kieran for the Chooks, come up with 20 points. That little quick hat-trick he had there. End of the first half, start of the second half, really um, gave us a lift that we needed. Uh, Ruben Garrick had a good game again, and getting over the, the 300 points for a season two, getting the new record, which was really good to see. Uh, but my player of the round was actually uh, Nick Meaney. I reckon he had an absolute cracker for the dogs there on, on Sunday and really helped them get over the line there, and they just absolutely punished the... Uh, Below average West Tigers. Yeah, they were awful. But yeah, uh, Nick was he, he did play a good game uh, off to the Storm next season. So I reckon that'll improve him as well. I went uh, Sloan, uh, St George fullback. He's uh, obviously they were on the on the receiving end of the of, of a loss, but I thought he was really good on the weekend. I think he scored two himself. Uh, I think I did see stats earlier. I think he had something something like eight tackle breaks. Um, and and some yeah, I thought he played really well, and and unfortunately he was on the on the wrong side of the score. But uh, yeah, he's my player of the round. I thought he was excellent. I think he had a good game last week too. The week he before, did. yeah, and, and crossed line at least once. And a lot of people are now, you know, so a lot of people are questioning why Matt Dufty has been asked to move on, uh, whether they've sort of seen this potential. Um, you know, you're replacing someone who's scoring tries playing good football with someone who's scoring tries and playing good football. So now I sort of look back, maybe the movement on a Matt Dufty, I think they might have foreseen this. Um, and, and this is the direction they've obviously chosen to go. So if he keeps playing some good football, we'll, uh, hopefully we'll see him a little bit more. Uh, keep it talking, mate. What about your highlight? Um, a highlight of the round? Um, <laughs> I actually didn't think of one. Well, I've got three, so you can have one of mine if you want. Uh, Ches, do you want to go? Or? Yeah, cut that out. yeah, I'll go first. I've got a low light, but I don't have a light. And uh, mine, mine runs into that, uh, into the player too, was the uh, Bulldogs. They actually played like a, like a football side. They had some really good plays, kept their cool. And even after they had a bit of a lead, I think they were up about, I think it was about 22 nil. You could see on their faces after they scored, they still wanted to go. They, like they, they never let the, let the old foot off the pedal, kept it rolling. But in that game as well, the big um, – I'll get his name right here. Stefano Utikamanu. Utikamanu. Chased down Meany on, on the wing. Yes. The man that size should not be able to run that no, fast, should he? That is scary. Very like, scary. Very scary. Give you bloody night terrors, wouldn't it? <laughs> uh, like I said, boys, I've actually got three, so I couldn't decide. So my first one is, um, is Blake Ferguson, uh, captain – his captain challenge. Uh, I don't know if you saw that, but he he, he challenged um, Stephen Crichton catching the ball when his foot was uh, 
up in the air outside the dead ball line or touch and goal line? Uh, touch line. Touch line, yeah. From about... About 80 metres away. 80 metres. <laughs> so that was good. Um, also, feeding the scrum. Big Fergo is the biggest halfback I've ever seen in my yeah. life. So that was one. Uh, the other one, another one of mine was the in the Titans game, the big fella in the stands with his kid off. Shoey. Yeah, yeah. Uh, got the rig out. So um, that, that was good to see that rig out in the in the bit of the wet weather. And my third one was the streaker. I don't know if you saw that. It was in the Rabbits and St. George Illawarra Dragons game. The streaker came on about the 50th minute. Um, I've actually looked into it and I checked his stats. He actually made more line breaks than uh, Corey Norman. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't be hard. And the security guard that tackled him probably had one less missed tackle than Corey Norman. <laughs> exactly. He also had his wallet in his pocket, so, which Corey can't seem to do either. He so. leaves it fine. <laughs> At least he wasn't there. Um, uh, so that was my three, boys. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll go I'll go with the doggies' performance to, to end the season. Um, and, you know, the funny thing is the talk around, you know, like you've been in a trade sort of thing and, and luckily we're, we're still working through COVID. Um, every now and then you'll go to a job site you know, obviously we're limited numbers on a site, but, you know, the word bumps around and a lot of people actually were tipping the doggies uh, and it's good to see the doggies actually get the win. So it didn't help them with their spoon, but uh, on that too, I'm going to bounce off uh, with another highlight now that I just think of it. Did anyone see the house yes. that where old mate, I don't know whether it was in Marrickville or somewhere like that, but he had a the, this wooden spoon mounted in his front yard, yeah. blue and white. About 20 foot tall. It was huge. It was huge. Very proud. How, how good is that? Someone to, to put up a big blue and white spoon, and I think it had dogs 2001, uh, 2021. Yeah. I, reckon I reckon he's lost a bet, to be honest. I don't know if he got <laughs> That's what I'd someone, say, too. I reckon someone's yeah. posted it for um, him. Oh, Parramatta's got many a spoons, but I've never put, never put a big one in the front yard. <laughs> Um, what about your low lights, gents? We'll wrap up the regular season with a low light. Uh, obviously, the West Tigers' performance, that was just disgraceful. I was going to make another episode there for Tiger Town. Um, <laughs> uh, and the Matt Lodgy incident as well. Uh, they were my two for the week. I uh, don't know what the brain snap was there. I don't know whether he just had the shits because they've come nowhere and had no chance of winning that game. or don't know exactly what happened there, but uh, leave, leave the boxing for uh, Manny Pacquiao and those boys, mate. There's someone who can throw them. I'll give you mine while we're on that as well. Uh, Kane Evans' ability to throw one. <laughs> Fair dinkum. Um, He's if, none from three. If, if anyone out there wants to chip in, I'm sure Ches, Clint, I haven't run it past them, but if anyone wants to chip in, I reckon we can get him some boxing lessons down here too. Bob might do, do a little bit down here at the showground with him. Um, that rubbish. And I've got, actually got a second one, and it's, uh, it's Jeff Fennick. Jeff Fennick, when he's saying to the boys, sign the contract if you want to fight between Wallace and and um, and Lodge, saying if you want to fight, sign the contract and do it in the ring, do it properly. Should he be promoting that sort of stuff? No. No, he's just getting on board, mate. Like, see, like see, under, see a dollar to yeah, do that, I think. Ab- absolutely. So if, if you want... Mr. Fennick, um, I wouldn't bruise a banana, but I'll see you down at the BP at 3am. It's <laughs> <laughs> the only time I'll have the courage to go. Uh, I, I think Walsh is pretty casual about the whole situation too. He yeah. sort of doesn't seem to care much. He knows that Matt Lodge doesn't like him. That's just, that's just the end of the story, I think. End of the day, but this is the way I see it too. Those boys, are their careers are on the line. Uh, they're at the Warriors uh, for... for this is their last stint in my eyes. Uh, that's the last thing I'll be doing is, is throwing them. And if I was Kane Evans, I just wouldn't throw them at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, boys, I've got two. Uh, the first one is just the performance of um, the Warriors, the Tigers, the Raiders and the Sharks. Now, the first two didn't have much to play for. The season was over. But particularly the Raiders. Um, last week, they were my sure thing. I, I felt for sure they were going to come out and just ambush the depleted uh, Roosters. And the, the way that they played was just horrible. 
So that was probably my major one. Also, the Sharks, you know, had the chance to get in the top eight against probably a better side, being Melbourne, uh, with their season on the line, just didn't perform. So that's my first one. The other one, boys, is the news regarding Tarek Sims and being allowed to negotiate uh, with another club. But but also, did anyone see his fucking the lip, lip oh, after the head mm, clash? Yes. Holy majesus, that was horrible. Speaking of bad lips, did you see Will Smith's lip in the para game? Yes, that yep. was, uh, and that was from a head high that was missed. Long story short, that's not going to not going to change the result. But I seen on the on the para Instagram page, it was people that didn't realise. I think it was eleven stitches all up, Adam, on the inside of his lip, across the front, and across the, you know, that that would <laughs> that would have stung. Be blowing up like Kim Kardashian lips yeah. after the weekend. So uh, let's hit the three of a kind, and then we'll jump into our top eight predictions from earlier in the year, mate. Yeah, listeners, this one uh, this could put a little spice and a little pepper up your nose. I think uh, this this week we've gone. A little controversy here. Uh, this is our personal thoughts, obviously. Um, if you've got someone else, by all means, message in. We'll give you a shout. This is the most. This is, this is three of a kind. Are the most disappointing players this season. Um, and I'm going to hit it off, and I won't be short about it. And that's Luke Brooks. I thought Luke Brooks this season was absolutely atrocious. Um, basically, towards the back end of the season, when he, he might as well put his his flag up. And admitted that they were done. Um, I thought Luke Brooks had, had all to play for, um, and I, I thought the day at the start of the year, he like you know if, if he had done the. Obviously, I'm, I've never played first grade, so I don't know that what what it's about. But I just think that he needs to take control of that side. I feel if he was more dominant at his job, then I think they could have finished a lot higher. I was very disappointed in him this year, considering at the start of the year people were talking it up. Yeah, uh, my first one is uh, Brody Croft. I know he only played a bit over half a season. Uh, they used him when Milford was out, obviously, try and bring a bit of flair in, and just did absolutely nothing. He had no imagination, nothing, no. I'm trying to think of the word. There was no creativity with his plays. There's always just one-off balls. Very, very annoying. Um, barely made tackles. Barely even looked like he wouldn't even touch the ball. Uh, for a side that was trying to make a, make a fight back and uh, make their team into something uh, with the new coach and everything, I think he was very, very disappointing. Uh, lads, usually we have three aces, but we've got three deuces this week. So uh, my first deuce, and, and I'm going to start this with a bit of a disclaimer. Yes, he had an injury-plagued season, and yes, it probably didn't help the way his coach used him, but mine's Jason Tomalolo. I was going to say Tomalolo, but the injuries are Yeah, so I, I said that as a disclaimer. But two years ago, boys, he was the most damaging forward in the game. Uh, no one could stop him. This year, he's been a shadow of his former self, and... Like I said, he has been injured, and the way that Todd Payton's trying to use him isn't working. They need to get him back to what he was two years ago next season. Otherwise, they're going to be probably less lower on the table than what they were this season, to be honest. Well, he is a Dally M winner. Yeah. So, he's, you know... He, he Mil- and he's a million-dollar player. Absolutely. If he wants to play 80 minutes, let him play 80 minutes. So, that that's my third deuce. My second deuce, speaking of it, uh, is Tyson Frizzell. At Newcastle, um, I, at, at, at the start, I sort of thought that him going to Newcastle might have um, regenerated uh, and maybe might have pushed him that little bit further, being around like the Saifidi boys uh, and Big Clemmer. Perhaps that might have taken a little bit of pressure off him. I just don't think he's as, he was as damaging as he has been. Um, and, and, you know, I watched him on the weekend and... Yeah, I, I'm just not real happy with him with his performance. So like as I said, I've I've never played, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna bag too much. But I just think that he, 
with what he had around him, um, and I think, in my eyes, him leaving St George, I think he's taken a backward step. Yeah, I agree. I think he may be a bit of a victim of circumstances, though. He's a hole hitter. He loves to run that that line where he ran on the outside shoulder and hits the line. And Mitchell Pearce was injured for a lot of the year. So he didn't have a quality halfback feeding him that ball. Uh, but, yeah, I agree. You know, but, uh, uh, as compared to his form last year, absolutely. he's gone back. So basically put it long and, – and for those people out there to go, oh, he had a good season. Yeah, he might, it, was a, it was a medium season, but then he's lost his origin jersey. And I doubt he'll get it back. Yeah, yeah. He used to be one of the sort of the big the big smash boys, wasn't he? You know, always be looking for him to do something. In saying that, I still pick him. I still pick him in my side. He'd be yep. one of the first players to pick because you know he's going to come good. My go? All right. Mr. Kevin Proctor. <laughs> AP. AP. Uh, it just, I don't know. A player like that that comes from Melbourne, went to the Titans. He should be one of their superstar weekly gun players. He's not. He uh, seems very, very lazy on the field. We watched that live uh, back at the start of the year. Twice. Yeah. Uh, between rounds two and seven, uh, he had played 80 minutes each game for a total of 30 runs. So that just shows how much he is involved uh, with that side and wanting to get it, uh, get behind the ball and make some runs. I tried to find his salary. I, I couldn't I couldn't find how much he was actually on this year. Uh, but whatever it is, it should be about cutting half, I think. Didn't have enough zeros to publish it, that's why. <laughs> is, is that a, a sign of going to the Gold Coast? You know, a lot of people talk about going to the Gold Coast. People sort of put their feet up in that retirement mode. Is that... A bit like the Florida, mate. That's where they go to retire. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, it could be. Del Boca Vista. That's the one. Uh, boys, my second deuce is Jack Whiten. Uh, Dally M player of the year last year. And the way that Canberra season has unfolded, uh, a lot of that rests on him. Obviously, they had other shit going on with uh, Williams and all that kind of stuff. And I feel that he's really missed Williams and that quality halfback. Uh, but that's for me, boys. I, I don't think he's performed this year. No, and, uh, you know, and a lot of people questioned him in the origin side too. I was yep. one of them. Yeah. <laughs> now, boys, you, if you when you're sitting at home, obviously, make sure you take a seat because it's not going to be Chad Townsend or anyone like that. <laughs> I've actually gone. This is my this is my number one. Uh, Josh Maguire from St George. I thought that this might have been a chance for a bit of a fresh start um, and just get back to his damaging ways. Uh, but his suspensions, etc., this year has been appalling. Uh, and uh, in the round just gone, he'll see himself for another five or six weeks on the sideline. Um, if you're a, if you're a top quality forward and you're on big money, uh, especially when you're on your last legs, thank you St George, um, that, that's not the way to behave. So Josh Maguire, and, and I, was, I was looking forward to him going down there too, you know, I, I thought get away from the rubbish and, and the, what would you say, the the niggle uh, and, the, and the reptiles and all the snakes and stuff up in, up, up north. Perhaps now that he's gone down there, uh, I think he may have been one of the reptiles. Very true. Wanted to a couple of crocs with him too. He might have done. Uh, my last one's Corey Norman, for a player that makes eight hundred and fifty k a year. Absolutely disgraceful. Um, his off off field stuff. We've talked about that before in previous weeks uh, with the with the barbecue wallet incident and everything. Uh, another quick stat for him: between rounds eighteen and twenty five, he scored six points. Total of six points. So that's just, yeah. And you see at the uh, end of the game there on the weekend, uh, what they lose by? 20 to 16. So they had a chance to do something right at the end of the game to come back. Got got fed the ball from dummy half. Clean pass, just dropped it. Just, just, he just sort of looked in the air. And I think the commentator said something, that's an ironic way for him to, to, to end his season. Mm. So, 
very uh, Alanis Morissette, that's for sure. Uh, boys, my, my number one deuce is uh, Luke Brooks. So you touched on it before, J-Rod being your number three is my number one. Uh, Tigers need to get rid of two two people, one being Madge, one being Luke Brooks, I feel. I, I don't think Luke Brooks is a first-grade halfback. Again, I haven't played. This is my opinion. If you don't like it, that's fine. I think AB sent him over to England with Brodie Croft and they might be able to get a partnership over there somewhere. But if the Tigers want to go forward, um, they need to get rid of Brooks as a halfback. He's not the man to take them forward and he definitely can't win a premiership in my eyes. No. Nah. That was good. Uh, like J-Rod said at the start, uh, you're probably going to agree or disagree. That's fine. Let us know. Shoot them in. Uh, we'd love to hear your thoughts about who, who you thought was fairly disappointing this season as well. Let's, let's move on to our top eight predictions from the start of the year. Uh, we did this way back in March, I think it was, in one of our very first episodes of the podcast. Uh, let's see how we fared. And, and looking through, we've done pretty good. So what we're going to do, we're going to touch on that. I'm going to run through mine. And so I went the Storm. I, I had the Storm being the minor premiers, and, the, and they were, followed by the Panthers. So I got those two right. I had the Raiders in there at third, so obviously missed out on that one. Uh, then I went Roosters, Souths, Para, Titans, and Newcastle. So I actually got seven from eight on that. So I'm pretty happy with that at the start of the that's, season. That's not a bad little dig, especially getting the minor premiers too. Yeah, yep. Yeah, I got, uh, I got Storm first as well. Um, I, I put the Chooks in at second. Uh, we had that horror year, obviously, with the injuries, which dropped us down a bit. You'd, um, you'd probably be close if you didn't have fucking half your salary cap on, sitting on the sidelines. I was going to be saying, without, without sounding too biased, I think we should have ran about about second or third, probably. Um, Would have been probably us and Panthers jiggling for that for that um, second spot. I had the Panthers third, South fourth, Para fifth, uh, Titans, Raiders, Manly. I was a bit uh, iffy about the night side. That's why I left it in. And I thought the Raiders would have had a bit of a um, uh, bit of a hit in them coming back from the the previous season, but uh, not to be. No, they were disappointing. Well, I've gone uh, Souths for the minor premiership and to win the comp. Um, unfortunately, I doubt that's going to happen. Um, then I had Melbourne, Para, Roosters, Penrith, Raiders, Manly, and I had the Warriors in there. Uh, the reason I do remember why I had the Warriors in there, I got six of the eight. But uh, the reason why I had the Warriors in there, I thought it was because it was a, a nothing season. Um, there was obviously no pressure. Um, and basically, if they underachieved, well, so be it. People have shrugged their shoulders and, and say that. But uh, So I got the six of the eight. So, But you never know. South could still win the comp. And just on the Warriors, there's something like they missed out 10, eight or ten games by six points or less or something this season. So, if, you know, the bounce of the ball went the other way. Good chance they might have been in there as well. So. They're a lot like us too. At one stage, they had they had twelve injuries. Yeah, yeah so. well, they had to borrow players. And yeah, well, they had stuff, the, so. the Raiders, and I, I, I touched on that as well. The Raiders of all sides to lend players. Yeah, like yeah. I ta- hey, by all means, I take my hat hat off because of they've done it. But yeah, with the you know with the finals on the line, and they they're lending players out, but. Uh, all right, lads, that's it for the regular season. What we're going to do now is we're going to jump into the four games this week. Uh, week one of the finals, we've got some crackers coming up. And kicking us off on Friday night, this should be an epic game. We've got the Storm versus Manly uh, being played up there at Sunshine Coast Stadium. Storm are thirty-seven favourites and Manly are $3.15 outsiders. These teams played a few weeks ago. Uh, Manly gave it to the Storm to, for about the first half, first 60 minutes, but Storm just rolled over the top. How do you see this one playing out? Is it going to be similar, or do you think Manly might have something worked out? It's going to be tight, I reckon. Uh, looking at the squads, too, I must have still got a bit of that uh, knee injury 
Uh, so he's he's still in doubt. Uh, he even said himself he's he's fifty fifty about whether he'll be playing. Uh, so we'll keep our eyes peeled for the uh, updates after they have their training run. If he doesn't play, they're going to slot Nico Hines in there next to Jerome Hughes. Uh, that's still a, a, a lethal combo. Not a bad uh, replacement, that's <laughs> yeah, for sure. Bloody oath. Uh, the Fox, he's out with that hamstring problem. Yeah, it's um, a big loss. We've got Remus Smith and George Jennings, uh, so they're, they're over on the right edge. Uh, they'll be causing a bit of drama over there, I, I can imagine, for the Manly boys. Uh the Seagulls, they don't have any injury concerns. Uh, Josh Alloye, uh, he's back playing number eight, the, the big props. So um, that's a that's a pickup for them. It's going to be tight, I think. It, I, it, in my in my uh, multis for this week, there's only one game I've actually picked a side. Sorry, two games I picked a side to win. This game, I had a funny feeling about it, so I left it alone. Yeah, I think it's going to be tight too, and I, I've reflected that in my multi. I've actually gone Storm one to twelve. Uh, I think if Munster doesn't play, that's a big loss. But like we just said, Nico Hines coming in, not a bad replacement. The Foxes are big out. Manly are pretty full strength and, and coming off uh, um, some you know a stellar performance last week. So I've got Storm 1-12, to uh, Pappenhausen, Turbo and Remus Smith to all get across. That one's paying 36.45, so I'm pretty happy with that. Yeah, I think, uh, as you said, boys, I think, the market. I don't think the market reflects the game. Uh, I, th- I think Manly are a little bit further than than I'd expect. But you know, stranger things have happened. Uh, I've I've gone away from a from a margin, and I've just go- I've sort of gone with my gut here and just gone with a head to head. I've gone Melbourne head to head. Justice Olam. I've got the points over forty four and a half. I think this could be a good you know a good twenty four twenty or something like that. You know, oh, twenty five twenty. I put it that way, so it's over to forty five. <laughs> uh, and I've gone Melbourne Storm to win both halves, and that's uh, nine dollars forty. Yeah, as I said, I, I couldn't really pick a pick a margin here, and I was a bit iffy about the winner as well. So I've gone three any timers: Justice Olam, Remus Smith, and the Turbo, and that's fourteen seventy five. Yeah, I think it should be a cracking game. So great way to kick off uh, week one of the finals being played there on Friday night. Uh, next game, boys, we head up to Townsville. Double header up there for Saturday, and what a double header! You know what I really love? They've taken these games away from Brisbane and the Gold Coast where they weren't getting the fans. Uh, taking them to Sunshine Coast, that's being impacted. Townsville will be packed for that doubleheader, I reckon. And, and the third game, uh, sorry, the fourth game is being played up, up at Rockhampton. So I, I applaud the NRL for doing that. And what it'll also do is give those grounds a bit of a rest as well because, geez, they've had some football played on them the last few months. Um, so next game, boys, up at Townsville, we've got the Roosters playing the Titans. Titans coming off that massive win last week. Uh, they got them into the eight. Roosters get some key players back, which is good, and the market's probably reflecting that. Roosters are $1.26 favourites. Titans are paying $4. If you do like that, jump on. Uh, Ches, what do you got, mate? Who's coming back? Mate, big Joe Rhea Hargrave. Um, he hasn't been playing the last couple of weeks. He had a bit of a, a niggle with his knee. It was nothing serious. I think Robbo just wanted to give him a rest to say he was fit for the finals, which was very smart. He'll be out looking to cause some damage big time. Uh, Kevin Proctor, one of my faves, he's back for starting with the Titans. Um, he should be playing. If there's any problems at training, Sam McIntyre will fill in, fill in for him. Uh, Roosters are seven from seven against the Titans, well so they got a bit of a eight. bit of a sting on there. I think it's it's going to be a good game of footy up the middle. I think this is going to be a real a real good forwards game. Uh, I think our edges outclass their edges. I think that's where where we're going to stack the points on it. I think. Um, and if we're not well, if we're not too careful, they're going to get us up through the guts. You know, it has been good. Jaden Campbell. Oh yeah, 
He's really? playing out of his skin, isn't he? He's, a, he's you look at him and you can just see a bit of pressing in him, the way he moves and glides and you know jinks off off the left foot and off the right and bumps out of tackles. Very much pressing. How old is he? Oh, 22, 21. Yeah, he's very young, isn't young. he? Yeah. He's like a like a good racehorse. You know, one of them ones that's got real good pedigree. He's going to be a really good footballer, I think. Yeah. No, once he bulks up a bit too. Oh, he's know, only a little of boy. Off seasons, yeah. he'll bulk up a little bit. Uh, you want to hit us with your mum, Chairs? Yeah, mate. I've gone chooks head to head. Ikevalu, he's back this week, so we scoring some big ones, I reckon. Big Crichton, and then Campbell, Jaden Campbell, any time is that's playing an eight fifteen bucks. I just touch on that as well. So, I, did you see the uh, Trent Robertson um, interview after the game on the weekend? Um, he was saying that for them, this is a start of a new season. They take the finals like it's a new season. Uh, he said the boys are ready to play. One of the one of the press guys asked him, "Would you prefer to play the Titans or how to play one of the other two sides that were in contention?" He's pretty much said, "We don't care who we play, we're coming out to win. The boys are ready." So, by the sounds of that, they've been uh, given the go by Robbo to go out and jump up into next gear and uh, what's what's the word called? Put a field day on. Take give him yeah, a bath. Give him a bath. That's the one. Verdo saying, "Give him uh, a bath." Victor, the inflictor back. He's, he should be playing. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's yep. in. That'd be good. Good inclusion for the, for the Roosters as well, uh, boys. I've gone Roosters head to head as well. Adam Kieran after his great performance last week, Angus Crichton and the big bopper for feet to get across twenty six seventy five there. So a bit of value. This will be that game too where we're not sure what they're going to do with for feeder again. Yeah, yeah. So just yeah, so so just keep watching that watching that starting side before kick off if you want to put him on for any time try scorers or a first definitely a first time try scorer. Yeah, because they might switch him from starting and put him back on the bench. Yeah, I'd be holding off on the first try scorer until the teams announce an hour before. To be honest, if that was me, obviously we don't know the inside with the club. He, they might already know. They're probably just saying we'll do the old Queensland, New South Wales trick where they say, oh, someone's got a niggling injury. He may or may not start. But if that's true and you're getting told on the Friday and you play on the Saturday, that would drive me bonkers. Like you've got to mentally prepare yourself on one day and they say, oh, by the way, you'll start tomorrow. Yeah, I think they'd know. They'd just be they'd, keeping it quiet. They'd have to. Anyway, uh, Roosters head-to-head, Ikevalu, Tedesco, points over 46.5. And, and I've got the Roosters to win both halves, and that's uh, $9.20. Beautiful, like that. Uh, boys, only got the four games this week, so we're already at half time. I'd better drink up. I don't have, I've still got a quarter of a can here. Uh, so we're going to take a little break and we'll be back straight after this. <laughs> this episode of the Same Game Multi Podcast is brought to you by the fantastic team at the White Bull Hotel Armadale. Situated halfway between Sydney and Brisbane in the picturesque New England region, it's a perfect destination for the hungry traveller, serving delicious meals for lunch and dinner seven days a week. Be sure to check out the fantastic weekly specials in the drive through bottle shop. For more information, check out the website at whitebull.net.au. All right, we're back, and thanks again to the White Bull. Been great sponsors all year, keeping us hydrated, especially in this warmer weather, boys. It's been really good. So big shout-out to, to the Gurr boys and to Hawkeye down there um, for providing us with the, the beverages to keep us going. Uh, let's move on to our third game. Like I said, double header up there at Townsville. Panthers versus Rabbits. This should be a cracker as well. They did play a few weeks back. Uh, Panthers got over the top. No, Latrell is a big out, and the market is definitely reflecting that. Dollar twenty three favourites if you like the Panthers, and four dollar forty if you like the Rabbitohs there as the outsiders. So, fair bit of value there, but probably indicative of the game. Yeah, I think this one, this market does reflect it. Having said that, the uh, Rabbitohs could come out and and um, have a little little spring in their step, uh, particularly after Parramatta. Like we we're, were fairly well under under strength last last week, but I thought our, I thought our first forty minutes. 
was uh, showed they're they're beatable. But having said that, whether they were only idling, you, you know, you never know. But um, the the loss of uh, Latrell um, by only beating. St George last week by only a few points. I think that's sort of uh, that you just see how much spark they've lost and how much power you, you know. And, and a lot of people don't appreciate how much a fullback does off the ball. Yeah, I don't think Latrell would have played last week if he was uh, in the side still. Yeah, they rested a lot of their players. Um, but yeah, he's going to be a big big loss going forward. Any news on who might be playing fullback? Uh, Chez, I know they're tossing up between Taff and Johnson. So. This game here has been hard to back because of this, and uh, there's a reason why for Panthers as well. So, uh, kick out, he's on the starting side. They said they might run him from the bench yet too. So, that's why I, I've left him out this week, just in case that happens. Uh, Eisenhut's been moved into uh, reserves. Uh, he's slowly healing from the rib injury, so we won't see him this week either. That uh, Matt Eisenhut? Matt Eisenhut, is it? Yep. yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, so Taff, he, he's been named at number one. Now, I've got a bit of info here. Mr. Bennett may change just before the game, uh, AJ or possibly Cody Walker. Yeah, I don't think he'll move Cody Walker back I, there. I think they need him in the halves. Uh, they do have Benji on the bench, obviously, so they could bring him in. But my, my money's probably on AJ. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a bit hard to put down. Uh, but you never know with wily old Wayne what he might do. That's what he made. Uh, who do you have the captain there? Oh, big, big uh, um, Nichols. Big Nichols. Nichols. Yeah, the, the professor. And they, they, they asked him, they said, how come I made him captain? He said, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure why I did that. I don't that. know why. I've done Wayne. It. Comedy Festival coming soon. So he'll be at the Montreal Comedy Festival soon. He won't be smiling. <laughs> um, boys, I'm going to kick us off with the Maldies. I think Panthers will, will win this fairly comfortably. Uh, I've got them head to head. Also got Toto, Cleary, and I put AJ, Alex Johnson, in there for a try as well. Uh, hopefully he does play out on the wing because he's probably more likely to get one if he is out there. And that one's paying $12.85. We're going to say even a, even a fullback will probably cross, I reckon. Yeah, he comes around that he sweet play at fullback. So, but Penrith's defence, I reckon, will be up to that. I've just gone Panthers head-to-head on this one. Um, Alex Johnson as well. I reckon he's going to score either way, whatever position he's in. That's why I didn't touch on uh, Cody Walker yet. I'm not sure. That's why I left him out. Otherwise, would have had him in there. Now, I put Cleary in. I read a little stat today that he likes scoring points against... Um... <laughs> Isn't that the idea of the game? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> a little pause for fucking suspense there. He, like, he likes scoring points against South. Oh, okay. Right. That, that makes a bit more sense. That's what it was. I was just, just reading the notes. <laughs> Um, I actually forgot to write, write down what the uh, stats were, but they were pretty good. So hopefully he can cross again this week for me, and that's paying seven twenty five. Who do you got? Sorry, I missed that. Panthers, Cleary, Alex Johnson. Got it. I've gone fairly simple too. I've gone Penrith thirteen plus. Uh, whether that happens or not, being a finals game, but I've gone Penrith thirteen plus. Tao any time. He's pretty safe, and I've gone Happy Coruscant. He might jink over from from Rake, uh, and that but that's only eight dollars fifty. It's not too bad though. I, I like that Happy Coruscant bet too. Last game of the round, boys, to uh, round out week one of the finals, we've got Parramatta versus the Knights. This one's being played at Brown Park in Rockhampton. Parramatta opened the betting at $1.40 favourites. Knights are $3 uh, at the time of recording, so a bit of value there if you do like the Knights. Uh, I'll touch on it in my Hail Mary, but I reckon if there's going to be an upset of the round, this may be it. This may be it, just depending on how Parramatta come back from that week off wrestling all their players. Um, obviously, they were good two weeks ago when they played Melbourne, but just depending on how they come back and, and what form they come back in. 
Yeah, I think uh, they'll have to come back, flick the switch and be straight back into it. Otherwise, they could end up getting their pants pulled down. Um, and particularly at this time of the year, there's no next week. Yeah, you know exactly. Yep. So, and particularly in the position they are being finished sixth, so they don't get the second bite of two bites of the cherry. But um, the uh, Matt Cherry, uh, the Matt Cherry, could be. <laughs> Speaking of Matt Cherry, hit us. I've heard you need two bites to get it all. <laughs> That's what she said. Extra juicy too. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ryan Madison. Uh, he's oh. a possible late inclusion. Uh, Campbell Gillard's still suffering with that groin uh, problem that he had. Uh, so we'll wait to see what happens after the train run to see if they're going to put him on the side or not. Uh, Joey Lussick's out with a calf strain as well. Uh, yeah, and then Will Smith, like we said before, with that lip. Uh, Safidi's looking to play after having one month on the sideline with that uh, MCL injury. I don't know. Like this, I can't see Nice getting this, honestly. Not the way Power played. Um, do you want me to kick? No, you go first, but you're the you're the para man. Righto. I'll, uh, this is a little para affair. I've gone uh, Parramatta head to head. I uh, rather than than picking a margin, I'm you know just we'll just stick with that. Be safe. Uh, para head to head. Fergo, Wonga, Blake, and the points to be over forty five and a half for eight dollars seventy five. I can you always got this one. I've gone Eels thirteen plus. Hayes Dunster, and for some value, a bit of Connor Watson. $30.50. Very nice. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of points scored too, J-Rod. Just check that. Sunday afternoon up at Rockhampton, 28 degrees, dry track. Both these teams do like to score points when they're on a roll. So I've gone over 45.5 points as well. I've got Ponga, Wonga Blake, and Papalihi all together across. $31 neat. It'd be good. That's a good little bet having Papalihi in there. If Reg does play, then he'll go back to the middle forward, and I dare imagine that Lane would go onto the bench. Onto the bench, and Papa Lee will edge. go back onto the edge, yep. where he'll score and tries and and, and making good meters. Yep. So. And if Madison was in, I probably would have had him in as well because he likes it over in that right edge as Absolutely. well. Absolutely. Uh, that rounds out the four games, boys. Nice and quick this week with only the four. Let's move on to our sure thing. I'm going to kick us off, and I'm going all the favourites to win. So at the moment, that's Storm, Roosters, Panthers, and Para, and that one's paying two dollars ninety five. And I've got exactly the same. One week that I, I, I should be able to pick the rounders when there's only a half the <laughs> half the games. So I've gone Storm, Panthers, Roosters, Power as well. I've got that at $3.10. Oh, must have got it on earlier. I'm going to stick to the two two or more tries. Uh, it's got me over a couple of times this year. AJ, um, has, he's done me the goods. Uh, this week I'm going Brian Tao, uh, two or more tries. Uh, $3.50. Yeah, I like that. That's a good bet. That's a really good bet. Uh Hail Mary, boys. I'm hedging my bets. I'm actually going a couple of upsets, and that's going to be the Titans and the Knights, both head-to-head. Uh, that one's paying $12. I'm still confident South can do a bit of a showing here, even without Latrell. I've gone South win by two points. Exactly. That's paying $18. Oh, that's spot on. Um, I've, I've actually gone this one. This is big Hail Mary. Uh, I think... If Manly come out, they there's a chance it could happen. Um, they they definitely got the side, and this is Manly thirteen plus nine dollars fifty. When you add it up, that's only so that's only two converted tries and maybe an early penalty goal or something yeah, like that. Fieldy. yeah, absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Fieldy at half time, half time, exactly yeah. right. Which you know, Cherry Evans, he's, he's sort of like even if say uh, you know if they're down by say six. He'll even hit that at half time with nothing left on the clock, just you know, from twenty out. So that drops that margin to five. Therefore, if, if it does come down to one try, you know, th- there's not much in it. So, eight uh, nine dollars fifty. 
He loves kicking them too. Absolutely. You can just yeah, tell. 100%. You can just tell, can't you? Yeah, 100%. Beautiful, boys. Hopefully we get a bit better luck this week than what we did last week. Surely we can. Half the game's double the money, I reckon. So let's hope for that. We might, uh, have, to, we might have to double the bets then. Might, yeah, <laughs> might have to too. Um, all right, boys, what we're going to do, we're going to move on to 21 and done. Got another 21 questions, getting them some great feedback on this. I actually got told they were a bit easy last oh, week. Fuck, that, yeah, oh, it was my ass. Guru? Was that the guru? No, no, another, another um, friend of the show that, that messaged in said they were a bit easy. I said, yeah, I was trying to get Chez across the line, but obviously it didn't work out. So <laughs> I'm I've, hopeless. I've dug, I've dug pretty deep this week and got a bit of a range of questions. So uh, who's ready to play? You want to test your buzzer? Uh, Birdman. Chez. Yeah, a bit of, bit of a stutter there. That's all right. We'll that was the remix, mate. <laughs> um, all right, so we're going to go fairly easy to start off. I like to ease into things. So a bit of four, That's what she said. A bit of four players, I like to call it. Um, all right. In you know last, <laughs> you're right. Sorry. <laughs> no, it works if you spit on the first. <laughs> <laughs> there goes all our female listeners. Uh, in last week's game between the Warriors and the Titans, how many Warriors players had a hyphenated surname? Oh, crossed. Chez, seven. No, less. Burtman, five. Ooh. I'm going to give the points to Burtman. It was yeah. four. Uh, so they were Dallin Wateni's. Actually, you might say that. <laughs> <laughs> Dallin Wateni's the Lesniak. Um, who we got there? Chanel Harris Tavita, Adam Fanua Blake, and Jermaine Tanua Brown. So the answer was four. So J Rod get that. Nearest two. All right. In the same game, how many players were sin bin? Burtman, two. No. Oh. Chez, three. No. I'm going to give it to Chez because he was new. It was four. Yeah, it was four. We had uh, Jazz Tavanga for a big push yep. in the little melee there at the end of the um, dead ball line. Matt Lodge, Kane Evans, and Jared Wallace. One apiece. Who won the 2004 grand final? Burtman. Bulldogs. Bulldogs. Who'd they beat, Chez? Mm, yeah. That's, that's <laughs> not a question. I just want to know. Chooks. <laughs> All right. Uh, who replaced Ben Eichen as host of NRL 360? Oh. Man. Hannah Hollis? No, oh, incorrect. Oh. It is a female. Give it a bird, eh? No, no, no. You have a guess. She's been around for a long time. Was on the footy show previously. Moylan. No, not. That's the only one I know. <laughs> Matt Moylan? No. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not Aaron Molan. <laughs> Debbie from Debbie Does Dallas? It was Yvonne Sampson. Ah, that's it. Uh, she was very lucky I was tied up with this podcast gig, boys, because I'd be on there. So, uh, What was the name of the Broncos player who suffered a compound fracture to his lower right leg in 2012 Birdman. and never played NRL again? Carmichael Hunt. No. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no, oh, yes. no, Chess, no. have a go. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, 2012. Played on the wing, if that helps you. No. Do you know who it is? Give it to Chess. I got it wrong. It was the next best thing. I'll give you another bite of cherry for half a point. Give it to Chess. Yeah, let the audience know who it is. <laughs> trying to think who the wingers were. I can think of his fucking Jarrell Yao Yi. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No points. I was thinking of Jamal. Close. Who won this year's NRLW State of Origin match? Burtman. It was Queensland. It was Queensland? Yes, was coming it? through with the points. Close game. Eight six in the wet. 
<laughs> yes. Just give me some late oh, funny. All right. Listen carefully. Michael Maguire's coach West Tigers features boom young forward Stefano Utikamanu. How do you spell Madge? M A D G E. Yes, he's got it. <laughs> I turned my head up. I wasn't going to check that. that Utikamanu written down. Had it written down. <laughs> Ah, very good. All right. What nationality is Parramatta's cult hero, Sammy Rudrudra? Birdman, Fijian. Fijian. Uh, yep. All right. Tick that one off as well. Who scored the miracle try for Queensland in game one of the 1994 State of Origin series? Not When? 95? 94, did I say? No, I don't know. Game one, 1994. I'm assuming that would have been around June-ish. And I probably would have been about three months old. <laughs> so I got, don't ask me. You know the try I'm talking about? I'm Went through say. about 12 sets of hands. Queensland in the corner. Surely someone playing at home knows this. Mark. Lowry. What do you think? Oh, Mark Coyne. Mark Coyne. I'm giving you the points just because you need them. Uh, all right. Who leads the stats for most goals this year? Jez. Garrick. Incorrect. Oh, most goals. Most goals. I'm going to say... Oh, Oh my God, I don't know. Fuck. Put me on the spot. (laughs) (laughs) Can I give you a clue? I don't know if it'll work. No, No, give it a chance. No, I'll give you a clue. He, He won't be at his current club next year. Michael Maguire. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love it. Um, He won't be at his current club next year. Josh (laughs) Adokar. Adam Reynolds, no points. So Adam Reynolds has kicked 112. Garrick's kicked 110. So very close, very close. Now this one, boys, listen carefully. All right, you're listening. Not including any trainers and assuming that no one is standing out of play and that Will Chambers has not thrown any into the stands, how many shoes are on the field at a scrum? Just evolved in the scrum? No. How many shoes are on the field Chess. in a scrum? At a scrum, sorry. 28. 28 shoes. Is that your answer? Final answer? I double that, 56. 56. No. No, 54. hang on. <laughs> hang on. Oh, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> you want to buzz in while he's thinking? I'm going to say 54. Yeah. Including the referee. Oh, he's yep. got it. Yeah. Yes. I thought I was going to get with the trick question there. Sure, you didn't read my notes. How do you know the touch? He hasn't walked. No, it's a, yeah, come on. <laughs> come on. Minus a point for that gibberish. <laughs> 54. Yes, that's right. It is only 52 uh, yeah. with the players, but that was good. I thought that one might get a few people. Uh, who is the current head coach of the Titans? Ches Holbrook. All right, Justin Holbrook. This is close. Four plays five. J-Rod in the lead at the moment. With the same surname of that given to a travelling amusement ride operator, who was the player sacked Chez. for the infamous bubbler incident? Todd Carney. Todd Carney's drawn level. Five apiece. All right. Which of the Walker brothers is Sam's dad? Ben, Shane, or Chris? Ches Shane. Not Shane. Chris. Not Chris. 
Uh, anyone? You. I feel I forget what the third one was. <laughs> that's, that, that's why. That's why I said. Oh fuck, Ben! No point. <laughs> We're still on five apiece, locked and loaded. Uh, who was the inaugural Melbourne Storm captain? Burtman. Steve Kearney. Not Steve Kearney. Big Bopper. Played for Brisbane and the Raiders. Probably classed as one of the best front rowers ever. Initials GL. Oh, big Lazarus. Glenn Lazarus. I Fuck, know. I had to spoon feed that. Oh, well, I, was, I was going through all like, the Smullins <laughs> and that, trying to think of who was the bloody Well, I, I knew it was either Lazarus or Kearney because uh, at the end of the season, they both walked off together. Yeah, right. And that's, um, I'd already said Kearney. I, I forgot like, Lazarus played for the Raiders. Yeah. Uh, what does scoring under the black dot refer to? Chance try. Oh. But, well, yeah, a bit more. A bit more info. Scoring in the middle of the goalposts? Yes, oh, that's like, exactly right. That's what I was looking for. He's taking the lead. Well, that was that was easy. It was confusing. Now, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes it's too easy. Uh, anyone that's um, listening at home, please don't Google that. And if you do, delete your internet search history as well. Because <laughs> it means something completely different in the porn world. Uh, um, who made the most tackles last year? Reed Marnie or Cameron McInnes? Burtman. McInnes. Oh, he's Jez. got it. No, he's got it. So McInnes with uh, 978, Reed Marnie 968. Very close it was, yeah. It was very close. Former Balmain Tigers great is Benny who? Burman Elias. Elias. It's even seven apiece. This is fantastic. Uh, which team finished higher in the ladder this year? Dragons or the Warriors? Jez. Just oh. got in, I think. Did I just? Just. Warriors. Over to you. <laughs> oh, fuck. Uh, dragons. <laughs> dragons. So they were both on 18 points. Uh, the Dragons had a point differential of one of minus 142 and the Warriors at minus 171. So they lost on a count back. Two questions ago, J-Rod's in the lead by one. Okay. While also slightly changing the name, who did Tina Turner record her hit song, The Best, with? What was the first part of that? S- okay. While also slightly changing the name of the song, who did Tina Turner Chez. re-record her hit song, The Best, It wasn't with? Jimmy Barnes, was it? It was Jimmy yeah. Barnes. Oh, going level into the last question. This point, this question's for one point. <laughs> first, first time it's actually for its right amount. Okay, listen carefully, get your thinking caps on, because this is going to decide. Oh, I'm excited. From the 21 players named for the Penrith Panthers this week, give me three players whose first or last name starts with the letter M. Chez. Matt Burton. One. Ron Roski. Two. Tyron May. He's not named. (laughs) He's got two. (laughs) Now he put a pressure on me. Oh, for the win. For the win. Oh, no. You want it? I'll give it to you. <laughs> <laughs> hey, stop putting the fucking pressure on me. Uh, Matt Burton. Yes, said. Tyrone, mate. Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> Mama Roski. Yep. Because he's out of um, 
Oh, the pressure's on. I'll get a fat throw. Five, four, three, two, one. Back to you, Jerry. Liam Martin, Jerry with the win. Put me on the spot. Finally got one. Got me good. Lucky it was an easy week. Yeah, so that's right. So we've got Matty Burton, uh, Paul Momorowski, Liam Martin. The other players were Moses Leota, Mitch Kenny, and Matt Eisenhuth, as I mentioned earlier, Chess. Very good. That was close. That was the closest game we've had. Uh, I really enjoyed that. So um, he's on the board. I think that's, what, three to one now? Three to J-Rod. At least 33 to one. He's come good at the business end of the season. That's the main thing. Um, all right, boys, let's kick it off. It's time for... Beer of the week. What do we got this week, lads? Oh, we've got a, a little special here from Stone and Wood again. Uh, Green Coast Clean Lager. It's actually quite nice. I think this is uh, really hitting the market there to compete with uh, CUB's Great Northern, um, Cut and Dry, that sort of stuff. The new 4X Dry. Very, very easy to drink. I think they, I lucky they're sort of mid-strength. What are they, 3.5%? Aren't they, Birdo? Yeah, 3.5%, yeah. I think lucky they are because you end up knocking a few of these over pretty quickly, I reckon, if it was a hot day. Uh, very crisp. There's not much flavour to them. That was the only thing I didn't go much on. Uh, they're, they're just lacking a bit of something, but still very, very good. I'm going to give these four stubby lids. Yeah, I'll, I'll follow you there on four large. Uh, this is this is well easy drinking. Um, and as you said, Chaz, you, you always talk about kicking back on a real hot day or something like, say, you bust your ass in the garden or you're doing something like that. You, you knock one of these back real quick. This is uh, this is easy drinking, this. And and, uh, and and only being mid-strength. That's the first thing I looked at. Mid-strength being a, a real crisp sort of lager. And I thought straight away, this is in the market to beat gold and your northern and everything like that. So, no, nah, good drop. Impressed. Considering Stone and Woods are, you know, fairly well known for a craft sort of sort of brew, this is um yeah this is well up there. I like the labelling too. I don't know what it is. Just looks nice. It's got a little uh, look palm tree coastal feature there. Bit of a horizon sunset in the horizon sets the mood a bit. You reckon? It certainly does. Very it's, good, boys. Makes nice. me feel like doing a bit of fishing actually. <laughs> uh, nice review there. Four lids for both, which is fantastic. And again, thanks to the White Bull for supplying the uh, beverages this afternoon. That just about wraps it up, boys. Have we got anything else we want to shout out before we uh, before we finish off for the day? Go the chooks. Go, <laughs> Go the who? <laughs> the choked on the chooks. <laughs> <laughs> choking on some cock. <laughs> That's the doodle do on the end. <laughs> Sounds like it's already down your throat. <laughs> go to the chooks. That's up there with Justice Olin. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they're down there. The chooks. We need a uh, uh, classic. We need uh, a that'll bloopers. be in the remix. That'll we, be in the remix. We need oh. a bloopers roll, I think. <laughs> um, as I've been teasing for the last few weeks, we've got some very exciting stuff happening in our space, so make sure you're keeping an eye out um, of the things to come. Tell your friends, tell your family, do whatever you got to do. Just let everyone know that there's some really exciting stuff happening here with the Same Game Multi Podcast. We're really excited about it. Can't wait to, to bring it to you. We will just have to tease it out for a little bit longer because it's not quite ready to announce yet, uh, but trust me, it's going to be really good moving forward. So with that... Uh, Time to say goodbye, and as always, stay on side and don't text and drive.